Hi, welcome to Same Script Different Cast podcast. Um, this is the first time I'm actually coming on here without having any kind of a skeleton or like a script to go by of what I'm gonna say. First of all, I'd like to apologize for not posting for a while. And I owe it to you to tell you exactly why that was. What happened was exactly um, on January 18th, I was hospitalized for what they say was bronchopneumonia because they did extensive tests and everything else. But that was my discharge diagnosis. Let's start from the beginning. So school I just started, work was going great, I got the COVID-19 vaccination, by the way, it's nothing to do with that, I mean, I'm just telling you what happened, okay? So, fast forward, I got the vaccine on the 5th, 11th, that was great, then around the 13th, I remember coming home that night, and I felt so cold, I've never been so cold in my life. I actually contemplated taking a bath in boiling water just to feel warm or some kind of temperature. But anyway, next day, Thursday, Friday, I was dragging, going to work and all that stuff, all that good jazz. I just look forward to the weekend because I told myself I would crash and drink a glass of water and just be a good girl and just stay in bed. Fast forward to Sunday night, I was not okay and all my self-defenses that I told, like I put up in my head, were telling me warning signs. You know how you like, you know, you see like a like a movie, and the ship is sinking, and you have like twelve engines, and then the first one fails, and you're like, oh, we have eleven more, and then the next one fails, you have ten more. <laughs> By Sunday night, I had half an engine left, and I knew that I needed to use that half power just to get help because I'm a nurse by the way by profession and sometimes we tend to put band-aids on gushing wounds that need surgical attention in our heads in our minds just keep going nothing to do with my job my job is not that stressful it is but not enough to where I let myself go that much but anyway fast forwarding to Sunday night I just pray to God keep me up till tomorrow and then in the morning we have to go. I have to do something. I have to get help. My plan was, I'm thinking, okay. So I looked at the uh, CDMI, current diagnosis, medical inventory, whatever. And I tried to diagnose myself, you know. And I'm like, well, I don't know what this is. But this weakness, though, this weakness was what was killing me. I could not, and the shortness of breath. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I could walk two steps and I'm out of breath. And I'm like, this is not right my age my prime i mean this is this is not this is not right i wasn't spiking fever i um i did everything i did i did not take my also sats at rest was like the night before was 95 which has been the lowest my whole life because i'm always 100 anyway so i went to the urgent care texas presby urgent care close to me i got there and this nurse is asking me, did you, I said, I yeah, checked in online, which I did. I put everything in because I, I just didn't want to have to deal with it over there. I got into the doctor's office and I'm like hanging on by a breath. I checked my blood pressure. It was like 90 over 40. 
never me again. I'm always going to be on the high side. Heart rate was like 132. I was tachypneic, which means I was bleeding over like 25 to 30 breaths per minute. And then they couldn't get an oxygen reading. Finally, they got one on my toe, and it was like 67%. But remember, normal is 100. And you're supposed to be at least between you know, 100 to 90. Unless, I mean, of course, if you have like a, like underlying diseases like COPD, emphysema, the lower numbers can mean something and they can be good or bad. But I'm not going to go into that right now. Anyway, long story short, the PA immediately called EMS 911 and said uh, he was worried that I might be having a pulmonary embolus, which is like a a, black, a clot of some sort in your lungs, which would, you know, explain why I was having such acute uh, low oxygen levels, uh, hard time breathing, weakness. So I was rushed to Texas Presbyterian Plano Hospital, and everything was honestly... I'm a nurse, so then I have nurses dealing with me, and then I just realized, like, when you, we play such a pivotal role, because the whole time, I would say I spent 5% with doctors, and I spent mm, 80% with nurses, um, and then everybody else, you know, like, radiology, anyway, you get the point, I just realized, like, oh my gosh, like, this is what they do. So, and they were so nice, so sweet. This is Nesco Lexi, and she was so nice. Got IVs in, got her friends to help get other IVs in, blood cultures. Like, they were so quick and responsive, y'all. Like, oh my word. Like, what in life? I did not want for one minute feel uncared for, untended to, or I don't know. It was just overwhelming. Anyway. Cut the long story short, my x-ray was done. I actually had to go for a CT with contrast, which literally feels like when they put the contrast dye in, it really feels like you peed your pants. It just feels so warm everywhere. Did that. X-ray result came out and it said COVID pneumonia. I'm like, what? Okay. Now, keep in mind, when I went to urgent care, I did a COVID SARS-PCR test. Negative. When I got to the hospital, they did a SARS-PCR test. Negative. Well, my x-ray shows, like, inflammation and alveolar response, which is consistent with COVID pneumonia. So they're like, how can you not have... I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Finally, I get to meet the infectious disease doctor who saved my life, literally. I need to write her an autumn. But um, she said, you don't have COVID, but you have x-ray that looks like COVID, you have the symptoms, you know, everything else, but you don't have COVID, but anyway, just to be on the safe side, we're going to put you on the isolation unit until we get your PCR back from Dallas, so now they went for another swab, which was painful as hell, I cried for my mother, they sent that out, at this point, I'm still not able to breathe, okay, I'm still having to, and I'm like a tough, I'm a stubborn person, so I, I know I need a lot of help, but I would just like, give myself a big huge pep talk in my head and I thank God for all the motivational books I've read all these like and I guess God just prepares you for things sometimes you know he brings all these information scriptures in your head and he just tells me things are possible if you believe and I would just get up go to the bathroom pee 
get back in bed and just be out of breath like my ultrasounds would just drop from like 100 to like 80 in like seconds and i'm like what is this finally wednesday night i had my breaking point and that was when i was like okay time to say goodbye <laughs> time to say goodbye to people i remember having a heartbreaking call with my mother oh my word she started crying and i'm like mom you're not helping me right now because if you're crying, you're telling me you're giving up and you're seeing me in a funeral of some sort and I don't like that. And she's like, well, I can't help it. You're there in a hospital by yourself. Nobody can see you. It was horrible. But guess what? I'm talking to you right now from the other side. No oxygen. I've been to work actually for the past two days. That's another story. <laughs> anyway, so we go through that. Thursday morning, my epiphany came. Thursday morning was just, wow, it was a breath, breath of fresh air. I just took the oxygen off. All the OT person, I mean, the RT respiratory therapist came in. And they were like, wow, you know, you're doing good. You're 100% in room air. I'm like, wow, how do you feel? I'm like, okay. I got up, went to the bathroom. Nothing. I didn't feel dizzy, lightheaded, or weak. Like, well, I would pass out. I actually ordered breakfast, but my appetite's still, like, dwindling right now. But it's getting better. Actually, it's getting better. And I think I'm going to do a separate podcast about things that I know for sure work for respiratory distress. Give and take, I did not have COVID because I tested negative even with my PCR and just x-ray everything else. But I think, like, whatever it is that hit me, I feel like I can relate to people who are in that situation. I think that the remedies I use, aside from modern medicine, yay, can also shed light on things we can do prior or just in anticipation or just have on hand because i really wish i had all these things on hand in my apartment before any of this happened and i think that maybe i would have been better prepared or apt to face this event and my motto of everything in life is event and response so an event will happen so i have my event my response hospital doctors medicine supplements get better outcome i'm here i'm talking to you i'm telling you oh hang in there i mean this is not going anywhere this this is not going anywhere anyway long story short i was in the hospital from uh, december i'm sorry january 18th to friday which is 22nd at which point i had gotten bunch of IV antibiotics because they did a fungal panel, a viral panel, a bacterial panel, and everything came back negative. But they were just shooting arrows and but anyway, I'm fine, that's what matters. So I got vancomycin, I got resefin, I got um azithromycin, IV, which burns. Oh my word, what in life? Don't do that to people. Oof! I got cefepime, and I also got diflucan, because obviously, you know, when you're depleting your, um, your, you know, probiotic, you know, but you know, antibiotics deplete all your bacteria, good and bad, normal flora, and then yeast decides to make a show for itself and say, hey, what up, what up? So they give you, uh, uh, you know, an anti-yeast, an anti-fungal, whatever, anti-yeast anyway. To kind of uh, get rid of any kind of optimistic infections, and of course, I had to do uh, Bactroban 
in my nose because of MRSA and because I'm a healthcare worker and you know that usually will linger in your uh, nostrils and then it turned out that I ended up having like high blood pressure towards the end so I ended up being put on a blood pressure medication which I have followed up with my primary physician and I'll get that fixed but not to make this a dreary podcast I'm just trying to explain what's been happening to me so fast forward my doctor says okay you can go home Friday wonderful we skipped forward to um, my doctor's note and she said okay you know what Mondays is stressful you just got over what we think was bronchi- bronchial pneumonia and for normal people who have this debilitating disease it can take about two to f- four weeks to actually get back to baseline so she was like you know Mondays is stressful so go back to work on Tuesday great all right well that's all well and good I was grateful no worries now Let's go back to my previous podcast where I had told you guys that I was taking a vow of celibacy. Yes, I took a vow of celibacy. And I remember January 16th was my one month anniversary of my vow of celibacy and purity. I kept it and I was so happy. I felt wonderful and great and but i mean aside from me being sick i mean like spiritually now the day wednesday remember i reached a point where i thought that i was gonna you know go to the other side of the pearly gates i think i'm going by the way <laughs> okay maybe we might need to reevaluate that anyway so truth be honest i had already said that this is going to be an accountability platform and I'm going to be honest and transparent. In, in that desperate moment, well, not desperate, in my goodbyes, I ended up reaching out to my most immediate ex. And I sent a message. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think that, you know, I, I'm in the hospital and this is, this is happening. And of course, he reached out to me because he's a very sweet, caring person. Very nice guy. And we talked. And I don't know. I guess a part of me just felt like I could go on a little bit more because somebody was you know rooting for me so fast forward to Friday I was at home my sister picked me up from the hospital I was discharged I'd gone to the pharmacy got my medication I was all settled we had we came home we had dinner well she had dinner because I couldn't eat really um she got me some oranges I was I was good I mean I was comfortable I was healthy I mean I'm still healthy yeah thank god but then um he asked if we wanted to go out now I should have said no because, I mean, I felt fine, which is why I went. But I should have said no, but I didn't because, I don't know, up to now, I'm still asking God to search my inner parts and find out exactly why I agreed to go out that night. I shouldn't have. And then, who knows? But I decided to go. I'm not going to get into details of what happened, but I did break my vow of celibacy that night in more ways than I expected and it broke me the very next day I was like 75% 25% and I'm like God you just rescued me from the grave and here I am running back to those people who threw stones at you who said crucify him and I'm like oh my gosh what is this what in life I did the best I could I tried to explain to the person and Here's the thing, I would not have done any of this if I did not love this person. 
I still love them. Dangerously in love with them. But one thing I'm grateful for is I'm honest about my feelings. And I did tell him, I said, you know what? When it comes to you, I cannot. Mm, it's hard. And I'm so grateful that he's such a great person. And he decided actually to, I think he decided to honor my um, my vow of celibacy and purity. And he's left me alone. Yeah. I think that he's one of those, like I said, he's a nice guy. I think he just um, decided to just toss me to the ground. I don't know. Either way, I'm okay with it. I think maybe God had a hand in it too. You know how sometimes God would just know maybe this temptation is too hard for you to handle. So he'll step in <laughs> and give you a way out. Um, but yeah, I think that's what happened. But anyway, I have a lot of uh, reserve about what happened that night. But either way, long story short, ended up me being here alone uh, Sunday, Monday, and just going through the motions. And then deciding again to rededicate myself to my vow of purity and celibacy. So we're starting day one. Starting again day one, and that is January 25th. Honestly, I'm happy um, in a situation like this because I would hate if this happened a year later because I'd be like, oh my gosh, a whole year? One thing I learned though is I'm trying to do too much on my own. That night, when I felt all these things, I should just kneel down on my knees and just surrender them to God and just let Him say, just talk for me. I should have just been aggressive. And just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm full of regret. And that's why they say there is nothing as personal as regret. Whatever you do, just think of how you're going to be like after the fact. You might want, you might love people. You might care about people. And so you do stuff at that time. And you think that it's going to give you this great reward and everything. And you feel great and you have them back in your life. And then, come to find out, you're still by yourself at the end of the tunnel. That's okay. Don't panic. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be. And for me, huh, I'm breathing. I'm happy about that. Absolutely grateful. Oh my word. I um, took a breath of my incentive spirometer. Again, I, I forget people are not in healthcare, but it's basically a machine that measures your inspiratory volume. So for somebody my age, height, and weight, I'm supposed to be at 2,500 milliliters. So meaning when I breathe in, I'm supposed to be able to inhale 2.5 liters of air. When I was in the hospital, I couldn't even get in 200. The most I could get was 500. And today, I'm at 2,300. So it just shows how amazing God is. How, yes, you might stumble with your new script. You know, you might even lose yourself. You might be out of character, which I was. But God is so forgiving. He's wonderful. He's there to meet you on the other side. And um, yeah, he will definitely come through for you. But you have to come clean. And you have to be willing to acknowledge your part in the situation. I just need to understand what made me so vulnerable that I was able to break my vow so easily. Forget that I was in the hospital and I felt like I was dying and I felt like this was the last chance for me to live. No, I, I really need to trace back 
my mind steps as to what led me there because I don't want to go down that path again. Especially in that I've lost him again in this situation. And I'm okay with that, honestly. Because maybe, you know, some people are just in your life to bring you to a realization of what's next or what's not to be. Um, like I said, love him always. We'll never stop loving him because that's just me. I don't stop loving people. Um, and I'll always be there for them. Give and take how they treat me, respect, or how they do me. It's okay. Whatever they do is on them. Me, I just, I'll just stay in my lane and do me. At the same time, though, I have to learn from my mistakes. And I just need to question my choices and decisions for that night. Why I did what I did. And then I just need to make sure it doesn't happen again. And then also, I need to take good, like, better care of myself. Which, not that I wasn't. I really was. I took care of myself. I was actually fasting. I was doing the Daniel fast, believe it or not. I stopped drinking. I was eating fruits, vegetables, no meat, nothing. Um, of course, now I need to replenish my strength, and I've lost some muscle weight, so I've gone back to eating regular my regular diet, and it's coming out great. Uh, I'm actually down to 140 pounds. I've lost like 12 pounds in two weeks, so I don't know what that means. And by the way, they did extensive tests. I was actually worried that I had an autoimmune disease. They did every freaking test. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, you guys pretty much, they look for RSV, HIV, 1, 2. They did the Western blot. They did uh, mucus stuff, fungal infections. And I've heard of fungal and mold. Ooh, one more thing, by the way. I'm going to do a separate podcast on this. But one thing you should know is whenever you go through a respiratory uh disease or kind of like exacerbation of any sort even if it's COVID or not COVID one thing I learned for sure was that when you're living in an apartment which I do apartment complexes you know we share central air and you never know what you're breathing in through the vent so I invest thanks to my mom she sent me some um some cash I invested into a nice air purifier I tell you the first night I put the first filter in it was nasty black i'm like this is what i'm breathing in every night no wonder i'm falling apart so i'm gonna actually get two more and put them on the apartment of course i am moving um by the grace of god i'm speaking this i'm manifesting this i'm moving soon by april my birthday (laughs) i'm moving to a nicer cleaner um more spacey more airy place we'll reveal that later and I'm looking forward to that. And um, so with that being said, and then I also replaced my pillows. So I had like some bamboo pillows that I got off of Amazon, which are great or amazing. They're so comfortable, good for the neck and posture. I replaced those. I got some FDA approved pillows that are actually high bioengineering. And you can actually wash these in the washer, like every week or two weeks, whatever you prefer. So, and then of course I had to, um, you know, wash your beddings. I mean, I always do my linens every week or so. But I'm just saying like, one thing I've noticed though, like nowadays when it comes to these respiratory infections is once you get positive which i wasn't of course but i'm just saying if you do have a respiratory infection you don't know what the trigger was in my situation so it made me more paranoid i actually wish i had a conclusive diagnosis to give and then i would know what to avoid and how to you know approach like the disease itself but i mean i've had bronchitis when i was little but pneumonia never first time hospitalized first time of all this and um yeah i'm actually happy that i'm resilient and i'm back to normal however i'm going to emphasize that when you do get an infection of any sort and you do come back home 
first thing you want to do is disinfect this just clean everything every surface anywhere you put your head just clean everything throw out everything that you you feel might be contaminated i mean you might have to buy some more stuff which might cost you some more money but trust me your health and your wellness are more important than money i mean besides you almost died right who do you think was going to inherit your money in your bank account it's the people who are living and then you're dead and you're just like oh so let's prevent this reinfection and you know all this cross-contamination stuff by re-cleaning you know just throwing away stuff just you know buying more things if you can't afford it if not i'm just asking you to invest in buying things that are machine washable like my mop is machine washable my vacuum is you know you know reusable so like just you know like things that are good for the ecosystem too but anyway this is like i think my longest my longest podcast that i have done unscripted 24 minutes and 50 well and counting i just want to say it's great to be back and i like i said i am so sorry to my god and i know he's forgiven me and i am making it a point to rededicate my life again my vow of purity and celibacy starting over again as of january 25th and i'm ready i'm ready with this one and let me know actually i'm not ready but god is jesus is they're backing me up the holy spirit the holy trinity they're ready they're ready for this they're ready for my script they're ready for no more shenanigans Tessila. we're done we're moving forward we made a mistake okay there's no one under this earth who is righteous and you know who can say no i'm righteous no every because everyone has fallen short of the glory so that being said we still have to repent but we move on and we say thank you to the lessons learned we say love and light to everybody and we wish them all the best and as of this week we're back on the grind back to homework schoolwork back on the grind we're back on the roll and we can do this 2021 you bring a lot of surprises but hey (laughs) we got you hey thank you for listening love and light xoxo tcrp